Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shellywilsonministries.org. I've been thinking about my life with the Lord and, um, you know, it's super easy to look from the outside in at where somebody is today and not realize where they've been. And so I've shared this story probably when we did the Q&A podcast a few months back when Nancy uh, interviewed me, but I wanted to come on and share a little bit again because um, I heard a sermon today, and it was about a man who he was preaching about how God can use God is using nobodies. And um, if you guys come on, I can see somebody on, but I can't see who you are. You'll have to comment for me to catch you. I think. Let me see. Yeah, I can't tell who you are, but good good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is uh, there. Um, so I thought, well, I should come on and and give you guys a, a glimpse of who Shelley was before I walked into um, a life with Christ. Uh, so it would encourage you to know, you know, how, how did God change me, right? How did he change me? Um, I can tell you uh, one of the ways he changed me. So I was the party queen of our friends. I would have been the one to um, organize all the parties. Um, at those parties, we drank a lot. Listen, um, I could tell you countless stories of driving home when I shouldn't have been and um, being out of my mind uh, from alcohol and all of those things. And and actually, there was a significant moment in my life where I had been at a NASCAR race and um, had had way too much to drink. And when I got home, I ended up in the ER because, um, you know, I was having what felt like chest pain and basically my whole GI tract was uh, inflamed and things like that. And it scared me. It's It scared me to death, <laughs> actually. Um, I don't recall the exact time frame of things. Um, I had had a, a baby boy, and there were just a lot of factors that were orchestrated in my life to bring me to Christ, you know. And... Um, so before Jesus, I was the party queen, the karaoke girl. You know, I mean, I was the organizer of all the all the karaoke. I, you know, maybe not the only organizer, but the big one. And um, you know, I remember when the Lord got hold of my heart. Uh, I was also a smoker, and because um, I never had alcohol without cigarettes, right? And there was just in in the goodness of God, we would have these Wednesday night girl gatherings. And after I realized the God of the universe, hey there, good morning, good afternoon. Oh, you're so welcome. I hope it helps sometime. I hope it helps uh, as I share this story. So um, we used to have Wednesday night girl parties and drink and we would all take the kids and everything. And, you know, so my oldest would kind of see a lot of that environment. And um, it was kind of fun in that season of my life, I thought that was fun, right? I thought that was what fun was. I thought that was what fun looked like. And then I came to Christ. 
And pretty soon, not only was there alcohol and cigarettes at the party, but I began carrying my Bible. Isn't that hilarious? Um, and I remember my husband walking out the door one night and he said, are you having a little cigarettes and alcohol with your Bible? And I, I was, yes, yes. I had become so excited, so excited that the God of the universe was speaking to me that I began, I, I had no idea you ever had God just meet you where you are? I wasn't ashamed that I was taking the Bible to the party or that I had a Coors Light there and a pack of cigarettes right there. I didn't know any better at that moment, right, Callie? Hey, baby, to know you now is to know. Listen, I, I am a, it would make me emotional because I am a story of redemption. You know, today you may see somebody who runs this radio station for women. I help hurting people. But it's not because I came from a place of perfection. It's because I came through a place of messiness. And how did God change me? By His grace, like one step at a time. You know, I enjoyed, yes, just like God met Hagar. That's right, Kelly. I enjoyed smoking cigarettes, you guys. It, it wasn't... Uh, I didn't want to quit, you understand? But eventually God removed He removed the alcohol. I didn't need it anymore. I wanted the Bible more than I wanted the alcohol. And then one day, guess what? I wanted the Bible more than I wanted the cigarettes. <laughs> you know, God's grace. The Holy Spirit came in and He began to transform me in from inside out. I ended up not doing what I used to do. I ended up not going to places I used to go to. We were big casino people at the time. And I remember as God began dealing with me on that, and I, I and she may be watching today, if, if Phyllis is on, I'll never forget this story. We were both working for a company in California, and we had an event in New Orleans and uh, where we set up our booths and our, our stuff to, uh, information stuff and there was a casino right down the street and um, our hotel was closed and I remember us walking to it and in my in my mind I'm going well nobody knows you here I had already listen God is always working things out you're working out your salvation you understand so there were still some things in my life that I was holding on to um, but God in his kindness was peeling back the layers of my life and I remember we walked up to that casino. I grabbed the door. And the minute I did, I turned to her and I said, I can't do this anymore. And she said, I know. And we turned around and walked away. And it, it's just been like that with the Lord. Um, it might surprise some of you guys to know that I could have hung with the best of potty mouths that there were <laughs> in that season, Callie. Um, you know, I could have hung with the best of them, but you know what? God began to clean up my mouth. He began to clean up my mouth because, you know, I knew that there was to be no perverse things come from my mouth. Does it mean I was perfect all of the walk with Jesus? Absolutely not. Not at all. And, um, you know, it just became more exciting for me to chase Jesus. He was like the new party in my life. I didn't need the other kind of parties. I didn't need any other kind of high. Uh, I heard Beth Moore say years ago uh, when she first began um, 
there's no high like the most high and I have to say I concur with that I have found there is no high like the most high um, moving past all of those things that God was working out of me let me share with you a little bit about my demeanor um, and just the way I was I was a leader in a in a in a business that sold medical testings and I had a terrible stage fright had all my life and so I was I was completely unable to speak in front of audiences it terrified me even if we were sitting around a table um, if I knew we were doing some kind of roundtable discussion my heart would begin to palpitate um, really hard my whole face would turn bright red um, and I would barely be able, it would it was quite obvious to everybody in the room that I was embarrassed to speak in front of people and um, that's funny because the first how was I ever gonna sing a concert for the Lord if I was too scared to do it I remember my very first concert at a church here in Troop Texas and um, I wanted to throw up before it was time to go on and uh, I stepped up there shaky it was probably not a great vocal performance if you will but when I stepped off of that platform I heard the Holy Spirit say it wasn't that bad was it and from that moment on he began to build trust in me with me and I knew that he was never going to leave me on my own in any of those moments so every time I knew that my only job was to lean on the Holy Spirit and he would fill my mouth with what I was supposed to say and do and he would walk me through every song and pretty soon not that I'm still not nervous when I get up in front of people but he he conquered a lot of the fear of man with me because I was always afraid of what if I mess up? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I forget my lyrics? And actually, I have done that plenty of times. And guess what? God always actually used that to minister to people. Um, I didn't know that he would do that. And so here, years later, I remember a friend who was at that company with me. Because she knew me closely. And she knew I was scared to death to talk to in front of any crowds that I couldn't give presentations. I would always manipulate situations where I didn't have to be the one to do that because I was a leader and I had the authority to do that. And she messaged me years later and said, I cannot believe I'm watching you on video singing all these songs. How do you remember the lyrics? And speaking to all of these people, Shelly. And all I could say was, honey, it's just Jesus. It's the transforming power of Christ who comes in you and, and you begin to live a life that you never thought possible. And he begins to, he began to talk, taught me through every fear, um, fear of airplanes, a fear of, of people, fear of uh, being stupid, um, you know, fear of just what people thought. And, um, you know, I look at God's grace and I say, he really can use a nobody. And um, I tell the ladies all the time, sometimes, sometimes I'm, I marvel in my moments and I just go, gosh, Lord, if, if people really knew where we came from, um, they, they would know why I praise loud or why I am a, a obsessive compulsive about Jesus. 
right? Because I know where he brought me from. And when you know where he brought you from, you can't help but tell what you have seen and heard, right? And so that's just part of my life. There are so many little things. You know, if I take you to the writing aspect, I was never a writer in high school. I was never someone who wanted to write. I probably preferred research papers over tests. That's the best I can give you. But I can tell you that as Christ began to live in me, there was this stirring that happened. And it felt like everything I went through with him needed to be put on paper. And I would just pour out my thoughts first through journaling, right? It was just for me and him at first. And then pretty soon I started a blog and I began emailing that out to people. And then today we have a newspaper that goes around the world every quarter, um, a magazine that's published as the Holy Spirit leads us, and uh, the outpourings that go out every week by email. Um, and I am, listen, it was as much of a surprise to me that I was a writer as it would have been to anybody who knew me. Even when I began in music, you need to understand I've told this story so many times, but it never tires me because it's so important. It speaks to the supernatural ways of God because we kind of live in a church who still looks at talent and skill. And I just want to tell you that God is supernatural. He will use your talent. He will use your skill, but he will also do things with you that you had no way of doing. You have no ability to do it, but by the power of God. And so when I began in music, I sang cover songs. I had no songwriting ability. Uh, I don't read music. I can't write music in the way of notes. Um, and I don't play any instruments at all. I played a flute in high school. That's it. I don't even remember how to do that. But one day I had a friend who toured with me and she was a writer. Um, and she seemed to be able to sit down and write. And I just kind of got a holy jealousy for that. Like, oh gosh, Lord, I would love to be able to do that with you and, and write music that expresses our relationship, right? And I was in my little prayer closet, literally my closet. And the Lord said, well, you receive not because you ask not. And I knew in my spirit that God was beckoning me to ask for it. And so I said, well, Lord, if it's your will, make me a songwriter. And pretty soon I woke up early hours of the morning with lyrics rolling in my head. This is how it first started. And um, I would just write until I couldn't write anymore. In the beginning, I didn't get melodies. I only got lyrics, and I and I shoved all of that under my bed because I, I didn't know if it was any good. <laughs> I wouldn't even show anybody my music that I was writing. And God just began this lesson that was more about me learning how to hear his voice than it was about songwriting. Songwriting only became a product of my relationship with him and my encounters with him and the things that he was teaching me. You can go back to every song I've written and you're gonna know what kind of season I was in. Yeah, you get you only get melodies. Well, listen, Tommy, I started out with only lyrics. Later, he began to give me melodies, right? Um, and so now, today, it's been uh, 20 years of with the Lord. 18, riding with him, and here's the thing, Watchmen, that's right, I was in a prophetic season with God, Mary, on that one. Um, listen, he just began giving me melodies with the lyrics one day, and I began to trust him more and more and more. 
Um, listen, I did not know I was a poet. You under, please understand, I had no, I hated poetry in high school. You would have never caught me reading a poetry book. <laughs> this is what's so funny about Jesus. He knows who you are when you don't know who you are. And so that poetry did not come out of me until really 12 years ago. And it didn't start taking a prophetic turn until I was in the worst valley of my entire life. The worst valley. It was the an absolute crushing from every side. Um, I mean, listen, I don't know if you guys have ever been through that kind of season where it's like everything go everything's gone all of a sudden. I, I felt like I lost who I was. Um I couldn't remember who I was in Christ anymore. I, I didn't trust anybody anymore. I went through a lot of heartache, a lot of wounding, severe depression. But through that season, I would open my mouth and songs would literally fly out. Um, and the first one that happened with was Hush Little Baby. And it just, it, I was in a tearful night. I share this, I've shared this a thousand times. So if you've heard it before, sorry, it's just never gets old for me. Um, I was walking through my bathroom and all of a sudden I just opened my mouth and I said, Hush little baby, don't you cry. Father says it's going to be all right. And in the end, you'll see the light through stained glass windows shining bright. And that was my first prophetic song, really. And it was where God took the word and brought it to life. Right? I, I began... I, I, this is how he began changing my life, even as a believer, right? Because we go from strength to strength and glory to glory. Don't ever settle for one kind of season. Like there's always more growing, a deeper place with Jesus, more ways to hear his voice. Um, I hope you never get uh, convinced by people that God doesn't speak today. I hope you never get convinced by people that there's only one way he speaks he speaks in so many different ways. If you go through the word, you're going to hear so many references. He's the voice of many waters, you know, and I can walk, I can walk outside and, and begin to hear the rain and scriptures will come to mind or I can smell the scent of fresh rain coming and go, wow, God, it smells like rain. Ended up writing a song about that, how that can bring a refreshing, a, a revival to our hearts. And you know, that song, it was, and I think I shared this maybe three times ago when uh, Angela and I were doing a podcast. When that song came out of my mouth and I said, Hush, little baby, don't you cry. Father says it's going to be all right. I knew that was Jesus talking to me. Because see, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But that day it was Jesus himself talking to me because who sits at the right hand of the Father? Father says it's going to be all right. Right? And in the end, Shelly, you're going to see thy plight through stained glass windows shining bright. Those stained glass windows were going to be the stains of my own tears. Not the stained glass windows of what we see, the beautiful stained glass we see in buildings. But God, Jesus was talking to me saying, listen, I'm talking to the Father about you, girl. And he's got plans for you. And in the end, you're going to see the plight of this valley. 
where your valley of acorn becomes the door of hope. And it's so true. I can, I can look back now and go, that was like a promotion for me. The pain of promotion I talk about a lot here where I began to hear God different. I began to get visions. I began, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit in that moment. I began to speak in other tongues. All of these things that I had not been taught grow as I was growing up in the faith, right? And things became supernatural. Do you know he still does those things today and you ought to ask him for it? He is a father that gives only good gifts. So none of the gifts in the New Testament are bad. They're not from the devil. They're from God himself. Listen, don't leave anything on the table. If, if I've learned anything at all, thank you, Mary. It is a beautiful story because I, some days I feel like the, the, the bride of the Song of Solomon. And we should all, right? Brothers and sisters, we're all the bride of Christ, right? Where Jesus is a pursuer of your heart. He will come into your dreams. If you're a dreamer, this is one thing. I'm a dreamer, right? I didn't know I was a prophetic person. You know, six months ago, he, he yoked me up with a group of worshipers that I had no idea what he was about to do in my life. And I'm 52. I've been in ministry now 20-something years. We've been operating in this building three years. But do you know it doesn't matter how old you are or how seasoned with Jesus you are, there are still new things he wants to teach you. There are still probably hidden gifts inside of you that maybe you don't even know is there. So I step on, on this platform with these worshipers, and all of a sudden, this prophetic worshiper showed up. And I was laughing with my, those friends and because on the way home, I said, Shelly, who are you? Oh, my gosh. Look at, look at Jesus birthing something new in you. He has some, some surprises for you guys. Listen. God is always ever moving us further and further, further, deeper and deeper into his heart. My question for you is after you hear my story, I'm giving you so many things from my own story because I feel like I'm, I'm living proof that God uses nobodies, absolutely nobodies. I'm just a girl that fell in love with Jesus. I have had... I've, I've published I don't know how many books by now. Let me tell you what, I don't boast in that for myself because I don't have the skill. I've had no mentors. I've had no publishing companies. You know what he did? He started my own. I had no, um, no one to teach me how to do marketing, none of that stuff. But you know, God himself has been my marketer. The Holy Spirit himself has been the one to send the books and the music to wherever he wants. And you know what I've learned, you guys? Don't sell out to the industry do not sell out to what we call the industry it's even the church industry the christian industry listen we started a radio station for women not because i knew how because i didn't know how but god said to me shelly we have an i have anointed daughters all over the world that the radio stations won't play because they're nobodies but they're somebody to me so i want you my nobody, to release a radio station for the other nobodies because y'all are somebody up here, <laughs> right? So God will use us nobodies to lift up the other nobodies, right? I don't need, um, in our world uh, of, of music industries, which is I come from, uh, you know, where you, you pay to get your music played on radio, if y'all didn't know that, there's all kinds of money involved. I just, I just couldn't do it. I just, God uses some people in that lane 
Uh, so there's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't my lane because I needed to be a testimony of what God can do with somebody who has nothing and who is nothing. I had no, no, I have no name, no name worth following, I can promise you. You can follow me all day. I have nothing you can, I have nothing to give you but Jesus. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Some of you are in struggling valleys and seasons right now, and I'm telling you, if it is a season like I was in, there is a there is a door in the spirit opening to you, and your valley will open to a wider field if you commit yourself to Jesus and say, you know what, Lord? I listened to this chick named Shelly today, and she was a nobody, and I'm a nobody, and so you do with me in your own special way what you did with her. And I promise you, he's going to do it every time. And he's going to prove himself to you faithful again and again and again. You may have no money to do what God calls you to do. That's okay. I didn't either. I've been in this building three years. We don't charge a dime for a thing we do. And I can't even make it work out on paper. But Jesus sends the money when we need it. Holy Spirit is a provider. You and I have to trust him in those places. Right? So how did God change me? You don't have time. A million ways from alcohol to cigarettes all gone to insecurities that from time to time try to creep up but I'm still learning today who is Shelly Wilson and the only way to find who out who Shelly Wilson is is to find out who Jesus Christ is and today maybe some of you are trying to find out who you are without finding out who he is and I can promise you 100% that'll never happen he is the one who formed you with his own hands in the womb. He put every character trait. Where the Lord leads, he provides. That's so right, Tommy. That's so right. And I've been on the other end of that, where I've walked ahead of him, or I thought I heard him this way and that way. You know, and he used it all for good. He's a kind and a good, loving father. But I'm learning to war in prayer. That's another way he changed me. I never talked to Jesus before listen he changed me because he he turned me into a person of prayer listen you know i've learned how to war for other people um 20 years ago 22 years ago before jesus i, I didn't i guess i cared about people who were hurting but would i have put a lot of time in prayer for them no it was really all about me it was about my my happiness and what kind of dream could i fulfill you know, I wanted to be a singer, and, and that was still all about Shelly. It, it was, you know, how far can I get, you know, uh, and today, you know, we we're always, who's the next voice? Who's the next American Idol? Listen, who cares? Who cares? Who does Jesus say you are? Who does Jesus say you are? To know who you are, you have to know who he is. That's all there is to it. So there's a million ways he's changed me, a million ways. He changed me from a girl so obsessive-compulsive that I had to control everything because I was afraid of everything. What if people didn't like me? What if I said the wrong thing? To now the ladies will tell you I can walk into the room with no agenda and I know that what the word says when you open up your mouth I will tell you what to speak. I know that it's true. I know that it's true. And I know that the Holy Spirit can work. Sorry, my lights went out here. I know that he can work despite me and in spite of me. Right? That he is the one I lean on because apart from him, I can do nothing. Right? 
So a little girl who I, I strived for everything, you know, I tried to perform for everything. Um, I thought I had to perform for Jesus. Guess what? I just got to show up sometimes and follow his lead. So listen, if you have any questions or struggles, email me. I'm happy to answer them. There's a thousand other ways he's changed me. Those are just a few. I have a million other ways he's changed me. But I hope it's encouraged you that I, my story is one of a nobody. So you guys have a good week. It's Monday. Buy up the time for the kingdom. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty For Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com.